Hello everyone, hello, hello. How are you doing today? Um, welcome to episode 12 of Rug Radio and NFTs Beyond the Floor. With me, Ben the Greek, your host. Um, episode 12 now. I do this every time. Episode 12, episode 13. It does surprise me every day and I am grateful every day that we get to do this. A lot of fun. Um, and yeah, that means we've got 11 previous episodes where we've gotten into the nitty gritty of NFT project building and given a great platform to establish projects to showcase how they are building things out. If you want to listen back to any of those episodes, head over to my profile now and give me a follow. Uh, click on the link through to Spotify where you can follow the podcast. They are all hosted there. Um, and uh, and yes, please give them all a listen. I'd really love your feedback. We delve deep every week into some of the most exciting projects in Web3 and bring you a show that moves away from the review of the markets and the NFT gossip and the stock exchange, and we focus on the founders and the builders with intent that are doing great things to develop the space. Our focus remains on the importance of storytelling in Web3 and the power of narrative to make a project unmissable. Um, I open this series every Monday and Thursday at the same time, so that's 9 a.m. Pacific time, 12 midday Eastern and 5 p.m. here in the UK. Um, today I have on my panel a couple of people who are going to be coming up in a few minutes. Had a few late additions, but I do have Mr. Yellow. How are you today, sir? Good evening, mate. How is Somerset? How's it Very going? Very nice, thank you. How are you doing? You all well? Yeah, very good, mate. Very good. Good evening yeah. to you. It's um, looking forward to, uh, you know, going beyond the floor and le- reaching to the stars. Yes, absolutely. Nice. Nice play on words. Bit of a segue there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, how did? You, how was your? Uh, how was your long weekend? Yeah, not bad, mate. Not bad, mate. The, you know. I do know. At least you got a day off on Monday. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Um, we we do have a couple of other um, friends joining the space shortly, so Clemente will be with me in a few moments, as well as Bex. Um, but in the meantime, I will uh, pick up. On Monday, we met Blair from 1989 Sisters, um, or one, 1989 Sisters, sorry. Um, I was really impressed, actually, with her. I was impressed with the notion that she was just absolutely resolute uh, in her conviction. And that is that it was art and that she is an artist and that the story and narrative behind her project is her career. When you're buying into that project, you're essentially buying stock in her and her illustrative uh, fashion work, etc. And the kind of utility, for want of a better, want of a better word, will develop over time. And uh, I just I found that I found it really like sincere um, and I just I really enjoy talking to her and and her honesty around that. And I think, um, you know, she's going to go on and do incredible things in the space. And uh, and, and I also really, really enjoyed her um, her kind of the, the way she wanted to impart her knowledge on the space and her call for like there to be more education in the space for emerging artists who perhaps want to create these incredible collections, but need to know a little bit more about like the volatility of cryptocurrency and and uh, what it means to manage uh, a community in this space and, and how difficult that can be. And I, I really felt like, and I would implore you all, if you didn't get to listen to that episode, head back and, uh, and give it a listen because she was um, she was something else. I really enjoyed speaking with her. Um, Bex, you're here. Hello. I, I've said hello to Mr. Yellow. How are you doing today, Bex? Hello, Ben. Yes, I'm all good. Thank you. Apologies. I was just caught up on a call. So sorry for my tardiness today. Not at all. Um... I just, uh, I'm pleased to see you. It's nice to have you back on the show. Have you been well? I have been well. I've had a little baby moon in Ibiza and I'm back 
uh, ready and raring to go. Excellent um, news. So uh, it's probably not your usual baby moon location, but um, well, yeah. <laughs> it's a bit more hedonistic than I'd imagine, but hey, whatever gets you going, it's great. Exactly, exactly. But uh, no, really excited to hear um, a lot more about the story behind Star Catchers and, you know, to learn a little bit more about them. It's the first I've ever heard of you guys and I'm really looking forward to kind of hearing your journey uh, thus far and where you're planning on going in the future. Excellent well look there we are a great segue in. Um, today our guests are uh, co-founder and uh, main like lead artist for project I have such respect for. They've given full commercial rights to their holders for the collection. Um, they've appointed an in-house ethics expert and uh, they've also delivered what I attended in uh, NFT NYC which was a really interesting capsule collaboration with um, American Eagle apparel and so uh, I, I really enjoyed seeing that small activation going on there we're going to delve into that a little bit more but they are truly building a project that has ambitions to build a better Web3. And so I'm really, really delighted to welcome Maurice and the lead artist Ariel uh, from Starcatchers. Hello, guys. GM, GM, Ben, that was an amazing intro. Um, <laughs> you were uh, truly a man of words, so thank you for that. Um, You'll I'll, I'll pass it over to say hi, but... Oh, yeah, no, totally. Hi, that was definitely one of the best intros. I was like, how do I even respond to that? <laughs> I feel like I'm not worthy of such an intro. Well, uh, I feel like you both are, and you are very modest, which is nice, and, and I'm really looking forward to catching up. Um, very, very quick admin. I do this at the top of every show. Format of these spaces is intended to be pretty open floor. Um, I've obviously got Bex and Mr. Yellow with me at the moment. And uh, my friend Clemente is just popping up now. Um, and so essentially what we do is we invite you as up as guests. We have 45 minutes or so of chat. And then we'll take a few, like, invitation bring a few people up from the uh, audience to give their view or ask a question but it's it's all about being pretty open and honest and, and just having a nice open chat so um clemente nice to see you dude you're back hey hey, hey. how we doing how we doing star catches everyone on the team really excited for this one i'm a big fan so can't wait to dive in great stuff so look i will start um where we always start the best place to start and that is um i guess Maurice, Ariel, like, can you give a quick summary of Starcatchers as a project to date? The project, the art, the utility, your intentions. Give us like an overview so that everyone in the space can understand who you are and what you're up to. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Happy to do so. Um, and Ben, again, I, I don't think I thanked you for letting me on here today, but thank you. I just <laughs> get started. But uh, yeah, so Starcatchers is uh, a 10,000 PFP collection. Um, we, we started off over in, in early, uh, actually late February, um, and we are, are largely a community-based project. Effectively, what uh, you know, we, we set out to do is, is to be able to build out a lot more transparency across uh, how Web3 brands work. We were uh, one of the first brands, actually the, the first NFT brand uh, to, to do uh, a vesting period with the, the funds. So effectively, we locked in uh, 35% 30, uh, of the, the founder uh, profits uh, in a time lock contract, and uh, we're not allowed to touch that for uh, until the the very first year happens, and then we'll be able to get that over across the next four years. Um, but that was one of the really big pieces that we we felt like you know like accountability and transparency and, and being there for the community has been like one of the the, the really really crucial things that uh, we we've been focusing on, um, and you know we've been focused on on building out a lot more interactive storytelling tech and uh, being able to to throw out some really great events. Um, that we're starting to kick off now, but uh, I hope that kind of like wraps up. I can keep going on and on about it, but um, that's that, that's Starcatchers in a nutshell, and, and happy to to start diving into it a little bit more. Um, that's really interesting to hear that. And actually, just whilst uh, we wait for Ben, I might as well jump in with a quick question. Um, I've been at a conference all day today and there's been a lot of chat about kind of the future of PFP projects and 
as the kind of NFT space evolves, what that's going to mean. Um, a lot of people were sort of saying that the idea, and I disagree with this, that PFP projects are kind of at the end of their cycle and we're moving on to something new. It, has it been re of recent months for you guys a little bit more of a hard sell or are you finding that the community is still very strong? Are you having to adapt or change in any way your, your strategy and tactics just as the landscape has evolved? Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, and I, I don't think that any any um, NFT brand is is having a good time right now. <laughs> uh, you know, it's, it, it hasn't been, uh, it, you know, it's been it's been rough. And I think that the, the, the fact is that right now we're, we're putting our heads down and making sure that we're building everything uh, across the board to be able to, to start uh, to delivering a lot of the things that we want to be able to build for our community. Um, because we, we do know that eventually like this, this isn't going to be forever. Right. I, I know that this is like turbulent times and everybody's scared about like what's going to happen. Um, and, and I think that these are the times where you can start being able to like really hone in on everything and, and you're going to start seeing like who the, the, the community members that are sticking around with you are, right? Like I, I've had the pleasure of being able to to become like really, really good friends with a lot of the folks that, that joined uh, the, the Starcatchers community. Um, you know, I've, I've been able to, to meet with them in person. Uh, some of them asked me for, you know, for, for referrals or intros into different companies. Um, and, and it's been great to just watch them grow and, and be able to utilize that. Um, I think that, you know, the, the overall strategy of like where we really stand um, the, the biggest challenge right now has really been adapting to like what the market demand is really like. Um, now, like, I think that the, the, the biggest thing is that, you know, while we're in this, this bearish time, we, we want to be able to show viability. That's a, a lot stronger viability anyways, outside of just web three. And we're, we're really honing down on like what kind of, uh, business relationships we can garner in, in the web two side, uh, of the house, just to be able to start showing, you know, that this is a real company and we're building a lot of different things that isn't just going to be of, of use to Web3 holders or, or rather like just like Web3 in general. But uh, we're going to be able to extend our presence out, out there as well um, and, and just continue building on from there. Um, but I hope that makes sense. Yeah, it does. And I think you've just totally summed up what it means to have a future company in this space is that it isn't just for the now, you know, we can look at companies that are building themselves into not just a business, but a brand. Um, and those are the ones that are going to succeed. So your trajectory, in my eyes, is completely in the right direction. So, um, yeah, I really look forward to kind of seeing what more you guys come up with and how you evolve. It sounds really exciting. I wholeheartedly agree, Bex. And thank you so much, by the way, for picking up there. I was asking another question whilst on mute. So appreciate you uh, stepping in and uh, picking up there. Thank you. Um, my, my actual uh, next question was just a little bit more about what it meant to lock in those funds to you guys. Like, I think that was something that you you said very quickly, Maurice, and I'm grateful that you've said it. But I actually think you don't do yourself enough credit there in terms of what that means to say, we're going to mint out this project, it's going to generate a lot of money. And at the time, you know, when ETH was high, I mean, I think you guys minted out this project in February, is that correct? Um, and, uh, you know, at the time, that was worth an awful lot of money when you convert that Ethereum. And to say we're going to lock this away into like a time capsule that we can't get to until we've been working on this for a year and we will continue to be able to get access to that as time goes on as a commitment to our community. I think that's a really, really bold step and one that I would love to have seen more people take on. Well, thank you. I, th I think um, the root of that is that I love being poor. Um, I'm just kidding, <laughs> by the way. No. Uh, <laughs> it sucks, right? It, it, like, it, it sucks, but it doesn't at the same time. I think there's there's certain sacrifices that need to be made to to advance the space. Um, when when you really think about it, you know the, when we when we started, this was kind of at the time where uh, I think you, you started seeing a lot of a lot of rugs uh, just just happen, and there was a lot of just overall challenges in the space that that frustrated a lot of people. And you know, I, in, in in me it, for some context on my background, I, I do. Uh, come from the Web2 space. Uh, I worked for an infrastructure uh, tech company, so it was like really low-level coding. But when you when you work for tech companies, the the standard, and this is not like outside the norm. It's like literally every single company uh, does this, but it's it's the 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 norm that 
you're going to give people equity and that equity is going to be vested over a certain period of time because, you know, it doesn't make sense for you to just reap all the benefits and, uh, you know, just just cash out immediately. Right. Like you, you're not going to be able to run and drive a sustainable business from that. Um, and, and that was the, one of the biggest things that we wanted to be able to do and, and, and prove um, that, you know, if we want to earn it, then we should make our keep and, and through good or bad, uh, like we you know, if we if we want to earn that money, then we need to put it in our time here. Um, and that that time lock contract effectively took that 35 percent of the minting revenue uh, It locked it up for a, a total period of over four years. Uh, it, it instilled what's called um, a one year, uh, a one year cliff. So effectively, like for the, that first year, you we literally can't touch that money. There's absolutely no way. Like, it doesn't matter if there's like an emergency, uh, like somebody died or like some like we need like extra funds or whatever. Like we literally can't touch that money uh, until that one year completes. Um, and then from there on, month over month, you'll be able to to claim like a small amount of, of that ETH uh, over the next four years until you reach, uh, you know, your, your cut of, of that 35 percent. Um so you know, I, I think it's it's uh, it's something that that the space really needs, and and now more than ever, like accountability is going to be a, a really critical thing to to be able to show for and stand for. Um, and and we actually open source that uh, time lock contract for anybody to be able to use. Um, so we hope that communities like start being able to point this out and and start driving out uh, a lot more responsibility across different brands. Amazing, thank you, and and like well done. I really commend it, Clemente. Yeah, thanks, Ben. One of the things I was curious just on that note um, was the tax implications of that, because I know you guys put that in when, when Ethereum was around uh, 2800 to 3000 now it's sitting at 1250 ish um, Do you have to pay taxes on that locked contract at the end of the year, or do you pay it when you take it out? Um, I'm just curious if, if how that all works. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a really good question, Clemente. Um, I uh, I'm actually chatting with my accounting team as well on like how best to like be able to structure that. Like the long story short, like yeah, we, we need we do need to pay taxes on that. Um and that that's something that I, I think this is like very, very, very like new territory in the eyes of, of the US government, uh in the eyes of like accounting and in the eyes of, of crypto as well. Um so this is you know, it, it is like really new territory. So I I am not a CPA. Um, so I, I don't think I'm the best person to be able to answer that. Uh, that said, um, I, I am actually speaking to my CPA to see if we can get them on for, uh, for a show. And I think that that would probably be a better question to ask then. Um, but I don't want to misspeak and, and say the, the, the wrong, (laughs) the wrong impression of how to structure this stuff. So, uh, sorry. (laughs) No, no worries. I I, I was just curious because, um, you know, I, and and you guys are trying something new and maybe you're looking back at it. Maybe there was a way for, you know, to take that, that revenue and and turn it into USDC first before putting it in that, in that time lock kind of contract. Um, I know a lot of kind of projects we're dealing with that is like, Hey, when we mint out, what kind, how much of this ETH should we put into USDC? How much do we keep in ETH and and how do we play that out? So um, definitely interesting to get your perspective. And yeah, that's, that'd be, I'd be really curious to listen to that, that CPA um, space and and kind of what, what they have to say. So yeah, I appreciate the the answer. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think like from, you know, from, from perspective, right. I think that the benefit of the four year cycle is also that, uh, you know, well, I, I really believe in crypto, right? I, I really do think that Ethereum is, is going to be around here for, you know, it, it's here to stay. And, I you know, I, I personally think that there there will be uh, uh, a point where we rise up again and, and, you know, we'll see like historic numbers again. Um, it's going to take time. But, you know, again, like if we locked over those funds in four years, that, that also removes the, the the temptation of switching everything out. Um, but yeah, I, I think I think it's it's definitely smart for brands to to definitely switch out into USDC some portion, whether it be for taxes or other expenses. Um, that is absolutely something you, any any brand should be doing for sure. I think the only thing I would add to that is that, and I really do hope that in time, governments kind of give this space the opportunity that it requires to kind of like uh, have you know, like um, a tax setup that encourages growth. And by that, I mean, I think it's really important, given the volatility of cryptocurrencies, that we're talking about um, 
the value of something at the point that you want to access it, as opposed to the value of it at the point of the transaction. Because as you say, the tax that you would have to pay on something in January is so significant to people minting out the exact same collection at the exact same price right now, just because of the value of of uh, ETH versus the dollar. And so all of these things are really starting to come to light now. And I, it's another really, really important part of what we're trying to talk about here. NFTs beyond the floor, like beyond the floor price, beyond the manufactured utility that people feel like they have to provide all the people like people need to understand that the builders in this space are creating projects and that the people who are investing their money into these projects and purchasing these collectibles or these you know pieces of access into these businesses that are being built they need to really really understand that like there's so many other implications of running a business you have to think about finance you have to think about hr you have to think about what it means to have like a brand consultancy on board and, and all of these different things. And so um, really, really excited that in the last two spaces we've been running out of this series, we've really started to touch on some of those more difficult things to manage for, you know, people who didn't necessarily, and, and I'm not putting words in your mouth, Maurice, for, for a minute, but didn't necessarily think about that was where they were going to end up being, like having to manage those conversations. So it's a really, really interesting point you make, Clemente. It's a great time for us to be talking about this in the space. Um, education on these things is super important. And I think it's something that we should focus on quite regularly. Anyway, sorry, I monologued there for a moment. Let's talk about commercial rights. And I know that you guys at Star Catchers have given commercial rights to your holders for their catchers, their Star Catchers. Tell me a little bit more about that. Tell me what it looks like. Tell me what you've seen come through the community on that basis and what you maybe would like to see in the future. Yeah, absolutely. So I think um, one thing that I want to just put out a disclaimer on is that we are absolutely not CCO. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that a lot of folks uh, might have a conception of like what CCO is and when that's not entirely what CCO really is. Um, so to, to clear it up effectively, like what CCO means is that if, if you see like a brand out there, I'm, I'm not going to call out any any brands or any names or anything like that, but let, let's say that you just see a brand um, and their CCO, uh, it doesn't matter if you're a holder or not. Um, what you can do is you could take that, you could take that brand, the NFT uh, and the artwork for any of the NFTs, doesn't matter if you own it or not, and you can use that for your own benefit. And you can, you know, there's, there's no restrictions on that whatsoever. Um, and that that's effectively what CCO is. Um, what what we wanted to be able to do is is be able to give our holders the uh, unique ability to be able to take their their own unique star catcher and only the holder of that star catcher and do whatever it is that they want with that star catcher um, as long as it's the entirety of that star catcher and not just like uh, one specific trait just because there's others that have that trait as well uh -huh. um, but if you wanted to go start a, a up a, a restaurant or an e-commerce shop and use that as like your mascot, um, you know, that that is completely fair game. Uh, and we're not going to limit you whatsoever on the number of revenue uh, that that you're looking to that, that you're able to generate on that. Um, you know, I think that when when well, not I think I mean, I literally built that part <laughs> when 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 building that out. And, and like the idea was effectively that um, our, our holders um, are along this ride with us, right? And and I think that um, the the best way that we wanted to 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 thank our holders and and also make sure that they know that they're with us is you know it, any success that they have with with our brand with our logo and like our like the star catchers that we created, um, you know I, I think is going to directly reflect on on star catchers as a whole. Um, so we wanted, we didn't want to limit that. We wanted to encourage people to go out and use their star catchers for, for whatever they'd like. Um, and, and that's the idea to this day. Um, you know, that, that's what, what the hope is. And, and, you know, I hope to, to continue seeing a lot more of that. Amazing. And have you seen any, any good examples of the, of the community taking that opportunity on board? Yeah, I've, I've actually had a couple of conversations, but I think that these conversations, uh, they, they take a lot of time. Um, especially if you're like in, in, uh, states like New York, uh, I, I, we had, we were speaking to a guy, uh, that wanted to open up like a restaurant. I, I don't remember if it was New York or New Jersey, but, um, it was, it was going to be like a taco shop, but like the number of like, uh, restrictions that are in New York and like the licenses that, that all takes time. But 
yeah, there's that. Um, there's somebody that's looking to create like a uh, like a lipstick brand off of that. Um, you know, folks have gone gone and taken the liberty of like making their own jackets and and whatnot. So I'm I'm pumped about that. Um, you know, I, I love being able to see folks like starting to create and, and making their own brands. And um, I'm I'm curious to see to hear what Ariel thinks about this as well, just because you know it's it's her art now. Yeah, it's definitely you know <laughs> inspiring to see other people kind of take that personal IP that they kind of now have and just turn it into whatever they want. Cause you know, I understanding restrictions myself, especially being an artist, like it sucks to be limited when it comes to something so personal of your own. And it was amazing just to be able to kind of recreate something and give that opportunity for even more people to kind of have their way with their own creative uniqueness when it came to their own personal IP. So that being their star catcher and being able to just walk into a room at like any event that I'm at and just seeing people's star catchers as pins, as hats, as jackets, people coming up, like Marie said, they're turning it into their own personal brand. Like someone said a children's book and I'm just like in awe of like, you know, Hey, I'm a part of somebody's creative journey and like what they want to use with their own personal star catcher, their own personal art now. So for me, that's just, it's just incredible every time that I kind of look at it, like some, something that you think would be so small, right? A little JPEG could be something so infinite when it comes to the possibilities of making something happen for other people yeah that's really nice I love that and and you're right like it must just be so inspiring to see that and to to be able to kind of um encourage that kind of creativity is is a real gift and uh, and yeah really really nice um okay so just reset the room a moment um everybody this is uh NFTs Beyond the Floor on Rug Radio with myself, Ben the Greek. Um, I've got Bex, Mr. Yellow and Clemente with me. And we are speaking with Maurice and Ariel from Starcatchers. Um, if you could be so kind as to head down to the little purple button in the bottom right hand corner and drop a little message in here, that always helps. And also, if you could go to the little arrow at the top and use it to tweet this space to all of your followers, I would be very, very grateful. Gets us out there a little bit more, brings people in, gets more people learning about what's going on. Let's talk about storytelling. Um, the kind of premise behind this entire show in the first instance was my conviction that it is the, the, the projects that really begin to convey their messages through a really well-told narrative um, or a, a great storyline that will ultimately go on to like make it and transcend the space and become household names. I'm really, really certain of that. What does storyline or storytelling or narrative mean to you guys at uh, Starcatchers? I'm. A, I think. I think I'd like to uh, defer that question to to Ariel. Um, she's our she's our main creative person, so I, th I think she's probably a better better candidate to answer that question. I appreciate that. Um, it honestly means everything to me. I would say even before I became the lead artist for Starcatchers in general, like I, I feel like I get overly excited when it comes to just having any type of art in my hands. And I was the marketing illustrator before any of this. So when they were like, oh yeah, do whatever you want. Like we have a bunch of collaborations coming up. Feel free to like be as creative as you want. I was ecstatic like as much as I love people kind of just giving me guidelines on what I want to do I felt like in my head I took it way out of the box and I was like oh like I these characters like there should be more there should be like you know a different relationship with each type of main character like each individual star catcher should have its own like I don't know it, like, it's its own thing to it and for me especially I want people to be able to connect regardless if it's like their own art or not like keeping people engaged is super, super important. And whether it's something personal to you or not, I feel like it can be for any type of future holder. I don't expect people to like hold every single piece of art that I have forever. Right. But I do want it to mean to somebody when they do collect it. And I think it's a beautiful opportunity to be able to keep that going, you know, regardless if it's handed from one person to the next and it does end up being a continuous story. Right. Like I'm not going to sit there and write the whole thing out, but I, have pretty much gotten to a point now where we have three sets of characters that are all super unique in their own way. And basically this main star catcher that we have is kind of trying to figure out who they are, you know, and they don't know that there's more of them out there, but they're looking for more people like them out there. And the beauty of this is like, 
they don't realize like there's 10,000 plus more versions of them that are so unique in their own way. And they have yet to discover that. And that's where, you know, each holder gets to come up with their own story with that of their own character and how that's implemented into the story that we've already created. You know, like it, this is a journey at the end of the day. And we've welcomed everybody who's a holder to come in for that ride and just explore what stars are, which I think is never ending. Nice. Thank you. And and while I've got you, I guess, um, Ariel, I, I'd really be interested to talk a little bit more about some of those kind of like storylines and activations that you've been going with. So I'm jumping a couple of questions and I'll come back in a minute. But when I was at um, NFT NYC, I saw and I actually went to the uh, there was a launch moment uh, for yourselves and I believe it was Wonder Pals and another project I can't remember which but it was at American Eagle um, apparel and actually I was stood in there looking at your collection your fashion collection while you were there and I just didn't have the guts to come over and say hello and I wish I had um, but uh, like how was that as an activation for you how was it to tell a story through clothing through fashion and you know where did it come from what did you learn uh well yeah you should have come up and said hi <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I absolutely no it's okay like I get that way too sometimes and I have to remember like not everybody's gonna just straight up and be like hey I'm so and so I I always forget that honestly but no I'm, I'm glad you were able to come out and at least say it for yourself because <laughs> I know for me the moment that we kind of got this opportunity um I got it through one of my friends who has worked in corporate apparel for quite some time and she got into web three and we've been chatting for a long time and she fell in love with this project that I'd been working on. And she's like, Hey, like I kind of want to present this opportunity for web three to kind of be integrated into some clothing apparel. And she works with American Eagle and she's like, I want to take a couple of smaller projects and turn them into this bigger thing. And we think for NFT and WC, that'd be massive, right? Cause the first Web3 company to put their brand on American Eagle's um, storefront billboard was Cool Cats. And what was, you know, that spoke volumes to me because I, I'm closer with Klon and for him to tell me like, yeah, this is something that was a cool opportunity. And for me to be a part of that, you know, the second round in, that felt surreal. I was like, there's no way like that could be even a possibility for somebody like me, regardless of, you know, where I am kind of at as an artist and what project I'm attached to. So when we had spoke to their team, they're like, yeah, we want to create just like a couple of things to sell. And I'm sitting here like, Dane, how can I really like put my story and my art out there in a way where this is just going to blow people out of the water? And I, I sat there and I was like, I'm just going to make the best thing that I can for T-shirts and for sweaters and for people to really look at and say, wow, I'm interested in that project. I'm interested in that art. Like, what is the story behind that without kind of going way too crazy with it and have people like questioning it not wanting to touch it or look at it and you know it was really nerve-wracking going into that storefront as soon as it opened you know they let us know like exactly where and when everything was going to be at and when we walked in I was just like staring at it like I, I really couldn't believe it right I I've worked in corporate retail for over a decade and I name everywhere I've worked there like Sun, Victoria's Secret like I I used to build these storefronts by hand for a lot of different companies so to not be in there at like I don't know 5 a.m to do a floor setup and have someone else's work be showcased in the front of my store and being on the opposite end of that and being a creator and walking in and seeing it it meant so much more to me like I I just stood there frozen I was like this is amazing like my steps on a mannequin you know it's it's folded really neatly which I <laughs> appreciate the sales associates doing like it's with all these other awesome collections that I've grown to love and adore and to have people just randomly come up and just start taking sizes and just trying it on and looking at it like, oh, I think we spent a decent 20 minutes in there just like watching people like it, that as creepy as that sounds like getting ah. people like watching people get excited for something new and random because that's not the type of stuff you really see at American Eagle, right? Like, I mean, granted, I haven't worn that type of stuff in over 10 years, but it was definitely intriguing enough for people to go look at it. And you actually could see NFT people coming in. Like there were star catcher people coming in and like grabbing sweaters and shirts and getting excited. But because I don't show my face that often, people don't know like who Maurice and I are. So we're standing there watching people like good on you. Like I'm so happy about that. And to be able to wear my own apparel and watch other people get excited about it. It was 
surreal like especially that billboard i think the billboard itself was like i've made it right like yeah, i feel that, like that I, was I, a massive billboard as well oh my god i couldn't believe when they gave me the deck for that and they're like you're probably the only project who can fill it in because we've seen you put out so much art i was like then that's what i want right i want people to get excited and be able to see it on that probably the biggest billboard in new york and for me to just sit there in the rain and just watch that. I was like, this is like the end of an 80s movie where I spent my whole life struggling to do something amazing. And I finally did it. I made it. Now what? And that now what is basically, I'm just going to continue to steamroll into this and create more incredible things with, you know, the art and the project itself and the storyline and, you know, wherever it can take us next. So whether that's New York, Miami, anywhere else, like we're just excited to keep this going and excited for people just to get their hands on you know the journey of the stars that's amazing and, and what i really like about this is we're now at a point i think in the nft um uh, storyline as, as an entire space where we're starting to see some of these projects coming forward with um apparel that's like beyond merch right this is no longer about merch this is about creating clothing this is about an extension of your brand and you know uh, i'm it's i think actually as an individual it's the bit of web3 that i find most exciting is now seeing some of these projects i'm looking at wonder pals and what they're doing at the moment with cider um and this beautiful range of clothing that they look like they're creating i was on an hour and 20 minute space last night with the creeps they've got massive plans in terms of creating like a streetwear brand and so this is going beyond like, you know, a polo shirt and a, a or a T-shirt and a, a hoodie. This is going so much further than that. And that's what really excites me now about the the stage we are at in uh, in Web3's growth. Oh, I, I 100% agree with that. And I, I think that I think it was Creatures, if I'm not mistaken, that really first kind of came out with that incredible dynamic of just adding fashion to their nfts and making it really feel like this isn't just you know a, a piece of fabric that i can wear to bed you know or like go outside and people not really understand what it is like they incorporate that into something that's like every day and inspired you know so many other projects to be able to do the same and watching uh, our friends at figure got right like creating these jesse's just been in creating this incredible like crafted pieces that you know i'm being sent even samples up right and i'm like this is nuts like people are taking their creative you know their creative boundaries like and just exploring that right and even breaking beyond that and just going wild with it and I'm like this is how you incorporate you know people from web two into wanting to come in it's just what are they interested in right like it's not just an airdrop it's not just having a pfp it's having a lifestyle almost and how do you incorporate lifestyle into a jpeg and this is probably the biggest, if not like the most important of ways. And that is through fashion. And uh -huh. it's something that I, you know, I've grown to love, although the majority of it has been like corporate fast fashion. Like I've had a love for other, you know, more important types of fashion at the end of the day and being able to watch that grow and just like, you know, watching uh, Gucci, you know, come in and say, hey, we accept ApeCoin, you know, to be able to incorporate their brand into it and so on and so forth. Like everybody's adopting cryptocurrency and web three because they do have a firm belief that that's the next biggest thing when it does come to fashion and i a thousand percent agree like you're even seeing ai art being used in fashion shows like that's incredible that's the adoption that i want to be able to see there are no boundaries when it comes to that creativity regardless of whatever tools you use and web three is just going to be that next ultimate tool to be able to be used creatively regardless of what industry you're in really well said thank you ariel um clemente you've got another hand another question dude yeah, or just just a quick quick note. I want to jump on Ben because I know there's something that we've we've talked about a lot is like basically using apparel and and these real physical experiences and and relevancy and culture as like it being attractive to someone that doesn't know who the heck Starcatchers or Wonder Pals or any of these people are. Like, hey, how do you make this appealing for them? Um, just a funny little story. I was a uh, going through, and as soon as this came up during NFT NYC, I pulled my sister over who's a uh, still in high school and i was like hey like what do you think of these shirts right and she looked over and then she pointed at the the star catcher she's like that is sick and then every time now that she sees me she's like hey Clemente, how are the star catchers doing and um a funny story <laughs> she went to american eagle like a couple months later a random american eagle and she went up to the the store clerk she's like hey like do you know where the star catcher section is 
and the store clerk was like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> the hell star catchers. Um, so it's just a funny little story that like, you know, she had nothing and she's never cared about NFTs, but it was when I showed her like this shirt that I was like, Hey, like that's cool no matter what it is. But now she's like wanting to ask about it and it made her interested in it. So I just thought it was a cool little, little story to share. And I don't think we should underestimate actually how much of an onboarder really good fashion will become for Web3. Um, and that's something that is a really, really good point. Well made, Clemente. I hadn't really considered that as much. It's um, it's something that's very, very exciting in the space. Um, OK, let's move on a little bit onto another topic. Let's talk about in-house ethics. So uh, go to the Starcatchers website and you can see that they appointed an in-house ethics expert. Um, I'm really curious to know, like, what prompted this appointment and what they've helped you to deliver or are helping drive through the kind of culture of your project? Yeah, I think um, uh, that, that's a great question, by the way. I love that because uh, I love Light Wizard. Um, Light Wizard is, uh, is, is a professor. Um, I, don't know if he, I don't know if he's like fully docked, so I'm just going to say he's a professor at, at a really well-known university. Um, but uh, the, the way that, um, you know, we were introduced to him and, and whatnot. And I think that like, when we started speaking to him a lot more, um, was, uh, when, when, uh, things went south with our, our previous artist that, um, you know, he, sh- he will, shall not be named, I guess. I, I, we, we just started referring to him as like Voldemort. And if you guys are familiar, happy to, to circle back on that too. But, um, uh, you know, in, in terms of that, we started asking the questions about like, you know, we, we recognize that there's a lot of, of reputation building that we need to continue being able to do now. Um, and, you know, everything that we stood for when when our, our previous artist uh, did did what he did, um, you know, it, it, it really left a bad taste in, in our community's mouths. Right. And I think when we start thinking about what's going to be best for the community, how to best like really be able to do that. Um, he uh, uh, Light Wizard was ha- has been there from uh, the very beginning through all the the, the nonsense that happened that there, um, and has has been a really crucial part of just like really being able to help us out in in terms of like how we should really be thinking about things like how are we going to make sure that we're doing like realistically the right things. Um, on, on top of that, he's he's also an editor um, and, uh, and and a copywriter, so. Uh, he's been wonderful at, at helping us being able to just craft overall like our, our communications and just like I think one of the, the the other challenges that a lot of brands have is being able to come up with like one centralized voice and and speaking to your audience in a way that you're not just you know telling them everything or t- t- you're, you're trying to like have a conversation with them right and like trying to figure that out uh, is, is always like a difficult task. Um, and that, that's the other thing that he's also been really, really effective at being able to do for us. Um, but yeah, he's a very multifaceted, multi-pronged person. Um, yeah, I, I love Light Wizard to death and uh, I, I couldn't be happier that we brought him on because uh, he's, he's just amazing in every way. I love that guy. I think it's a really, um, it's a great, a great way of giving people confidence in terms of having someone with that kind of academic background who uh, is able to kind of help guide you and the project uh, to do things the right way. And I think that's great. Maybe it is worth just for two minutes, the two minutes it will take to just circle back and give people context on Voldemort, because um, I think the way you dealt with and rebounded from this was absolutely fantastic. So uh, if you're happy to, Maurice, then uh, then please just just a very, very quick, a quick kind of circle back on that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so the the previous artists that we um, had had brought on, um, we well, it, effectively, like during during the mint and, and everything, we we had a successful mint. And we saw that there was um, that there was a, a purchase that he's made and or that 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 there was like a random wallet that made a, a really high up their purchase and and at the time we we didn't really know um and you know i think i think like one thing to highlight is that like the the metadata at the time like was available for for the founders to have but the the, the promise that we made is like you know obviously don't look at it it was more to like have a backup of of everything to just make sure that um you know in the future references like we're going to be able to use all the pictures and be able to have them like for nftla like we have a collection there like we can just title them and put them on according to screens and whatnot like for those types of purposes right like you didn't really think about we, we like that that was the furthest thing from from all of our minds at the time 
um, later on, like we, 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 uh, somebody called out, um, our, our artist and said that, Hey, like, you know, this is tracing back to his wallet, uh, that he purchased the mascot. Um, and, uh, that like blew all, all of our minds. Like, you know, we, we had no idea that that happened. Um, and at the time, like we were, we were all panicking about like how to really be able to, to like come back from this. Um, obviously immediately he was, well, he, and this is also after the time that, that he, uh, was also kicked off from the team for, for other reasons as well. Um, and he was on, uh, he was on Boki. And then, uh, when, when all that came out, he got kicked off of Boki as well. Um, and you know, now I, I don't know what's happened to him. I, I, I honestly don't, don't see him at, like at, at all on, on Twitter or anything like that. So, yeah. uh, I think he's completely gone from, from the world of web three after that. Um, but a- after everything happened there, you know, we were able to get legal on board and, and get the money back, thankfully. Um, but it, it really left a lot of reputational damage, right? Like we, we never really thought that that could happen. And of course, like, you know, no, looking back in hindsight, like that was a dumb thing for us to do. Um, but, you know, we thought we could trust this, uh, the, the, the artist because like we've known him for, for some time. But, um, you know, now like we've we, we've since brought it on, on Ariel to be able to help us out. Like we've revamped the collection uh, and, and we launched like a completely brand new strategy and, and redid the entirety of the brand uh, to just be able to show up a, a new face to the entirety of the community. Well, I think, you know, the the idea of anyone purchasing a particular token pre-reveal, knowing exactly what it is they're purchasing sucks. Um, but as I say, I think you guys dealt with it amazingly. And the appointment of Ariel, obviously, absolutely amazing and almost made it serendipitous. And, and you're in a much better place. So thank you for covering that. I know it takes a lot to, to look back sometimes on some of those shitty things that happen in the space. And um, I really commend you for it. So thanks ever so much. Oh, thank um, you. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, not at all. That's fine. Um and I guess that's probably the biggest challenge you've had during the time. And, and the next question I did have was actually, like, tell us about challenges. You know, you minted in February. You've got over 8,000 Ethereum in secondary sales. You know, really, really successful project. But here we are seven months later, and the space is very, very different. Like, talk to us a little bit about what you found the most challenging since, since your mint. Yeah, I th- I think like the well the the most impressive time I had was that <laughs> I I think that was probably like the number one biggest like challenge that that we've had to overcome. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it was a genuine backstab to 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 the community and and to me personally because you know he he was somebody that we all considered a friend. Uh, so that that was I, I think like uh, a really 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 de- like huge massively depressing time for me. Um, and that, that was a big struggle to overcome. But aside from that, I think it was the, the aftermath of that. Like, how do we how do we actually come back from that? How do we redesign the brand in a way that can show a stronger face? Um, we had to redo the entirety of the collection. Um, it, it was it was a lot to, to be able to do. I think now looking at everything right, you're right. The, the space has changed a lot. Um, and it, it's crazy to, to think about, like, how the space used to be. And, you know, I, I think that. Um, uh, what, what Clement said is, is, is right. And like the, the way that we're starting to think about things is like, how do we start onboarding um, more folks that are not in web three and coming them and bringing them into, into this space. Right. Um, I think that like one of the, the, the biggest challenges that we're having now is like thinking about those things and thinking about, you know, that, that we, we recognize that the, your first experience, like trying to work with, with like a, a web three wallet trying to to get uh to purchase something like it, it you know you've probably been playing around with crypto at first and it took you some time to wander into the nft space um and that can be a challenge for a lot of like new users and and trying to like really grasp these like uh i wouldn't say like mega technical concepts but like you know for for somebody that isn't in, in, embedded into this space can be like relatively new trying to grasp about like uh, you know, airdrops and, and what kind of benefits NFTs can get. So the, the way that we've been really focusing on things is, um, you know, I, I, and I, I emphasize this a lot personally because it's been one of like the bigger projects that I, I've personally been been on and working on here at Starcatchers is uh, the integration of, of uh, a service that is called Perk Shop. And, and I think that um, what 
what they've been able to do is effectively open up a shop that like can check if you're a holder of, of star catchers or any NFT and uh, it can check based on like traits. It can check, check based on uh, the, the rarity or like however you really want to set it. Um, and based off of that, you're able to give specific rewards kind of like, you know, if you, if you hold a, uh, like a, a, a premium credit card, like let's say you have like an Amex gold or an Amex platinum, you're able to get these different perks. Right. Um, and the, the reason you hold on to them, to, to those, to those, um, uh, to those credit cards are typically like either you're getting like the points or you're getting the benefits from, from these services. Right. And we, we recognize that like, we want to be able to bring in like these relatively like recognizable traits over from web two into the web three space. So holding a star catcher, uh, can get you like specific things, right? Like the first thing that, th- that we did is leverage a lot of our, our, um, uh, number nine's connections in being able to to connect us with like different cannabis firms. So like they were able to get us specific percentages uh, based on the like w- with their partners for like premium cannabis brand. And then uh, we were able to now, now we're starting to talk to a lot more like luxury travel companies. We're starting to talk to uh, clothing companies and things of that nature. And, and we're starting to launch uh, a, a few more things to gather like different analytics based on uh, to, to just understand like who our holders are, where they're really located and, and like what they actually care about. Right. Because it makes no sense to, to keep on giving out uh, like cannabis discounts if they don't want to want to smoke weed. Right. Uh, so the, the way that we're starting to build everything out now is like we, we really want to start taking like a very, 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 very heavy data driven approach into being able to do that. Um, because like, again, like this is like going to be my biggest focus on, on, uh, on star catchers, because I, I, I genuinely don't think that people want another airdrop right now, right? Like the floor and then like just NFTs in general are, are at historic lows. So like, how can we continue building up a brand and like really ensuring that we're creating some, something that's sustainable and that's also gathering in the new crowd, um, and, and helping the space as a whole to just be able to, to, to get more people integrated, um, across Web3 and, and just getting to, to build out like a much more familiar, much more user-friendly landscape. Um, so that that's really been like the biggest focus. I wouldn't say it's been like, I mean, like it's been tough, right? But th- this has been like a challenge that, that everybody across Starcatchers has been more than willing to, to, to partake in because they want to make sure that like, you know, they, they get where the space is really going and they get the challenges now. And like, this is where we're really putting a lot of time and focus into. I was talking on mute. I'm here. Hello. Uh, fantastic. Thank you for that. Clemente, go again, buddy. This is, I, I, to be honest, Maurice, I, I had no idea you. this was something you guys were taking on. I think it's absolutely phenomenal that this, I think this is going to be something that's really going to provide a lot of value for holders and something that I think more NFT projects are going to do is like, hey, let's leverage some of the partnerships that we're able to use because basically what you have is a tight-knit community of, let's say, 1500 holders if you can call them like your core super fans people that are going to hold no matter what contribute to the community and it's beneficial for web 2 or web 3 businesses to be able to hit those people or to be able to reach those people from like a marketing point of view so to be able to offer them a a product or to be able to access your user base in a way via um, discounts to their products i think is going to provide this mutually beneficial relationship that you have access to because you've worked so hard to maintain this, this community base. Um, I'm curious if, if you've ex- started to explore like web three style relationships, whether it's through uh, like web three products, essentially um, that'll help NFT users experience um, through some of these web three services. Um, but long, long story short, this is a, I, I absolutely love it. I mean, I'm just curious what kind of partnerships you've been exploring, if it's more web two or also looking at web three products as well. I would say that like the heavy majority has been in in Web two. Um, that said, there are um, some some Web three partnerships that we're pursuing. Um, my my specific uh, task has been more into integrating more like Web two based companies. So that's what be, what's been my my primary focus. Just because like uh, you know I, I think that that's going to be a really important initiative, and I want to make sure like I have full attention on that um, for Web three. Uh, related things, we do have some stuff on that. I can't give a solid answer on that though, just because I'm I'm not the one that that's managing those relationships. So I'm not sure entirely like what the timelines are, like what exact products. But I, I do know that like that this is also going to be a thing, obviously, right? Like we want to make sure that we're focusing on like how do how do we build out 
a better Web3 experience and like how do we start being able to form like those stronger partnerships? I, I think that right now, though, we are getting like a flood of a bunch of different uh, Web3 brands uh, that, that are like tech companies that are trying to, to create like their own products. And, you know, I think that um, right now, like the biggest challenge in, in that in that particular domain space is um, like trying to, to understand like who's going to be the, the genuine winner in that and making sure that we can align with them because like we, we know that they're going to have like a viable strategy. They're going to have sustainability um, when, you know, there's going to be like a flood of all these other folks coming in. And, uh, you know, like I, I recognize that a lot of these companies aren't going to be around for long term. So like trying to parse through that is, is also a, a equally a, a big challenge there. Absolutely. Thank you for that. And yeah, great question again, Clemente. Appreciate it. Um, so I'm conscious of time, guys. We're almost at the hour mark, which is where I like it to be. Um, I will avoid the questions where I ask you what you would go back and tell yourself or what do you think is coming next? I think we've covered a lot of that. Um, what I will ask you guys, though, is like what's next for Starcatchers? What are your intentions for the project for the next, like, I don't know, three, six, nine months? Yeah, so right now what we're – so the, the uh, again, like one, one big focus is going to be um, across building out the rest of the Perch Shop, making sure that we're uh, showing like – because in, in that combination with Perch Shop, you can also start showing like, hey, like we've been able to, to, to grow uh, our, our relationship with uh, company X and company Y and company Z, and they're going to be able to offer holders this, right? I think it's it, – in uh, – on, on the flip side of that, right? Like we're, yes, we're offering our, our holders a really big benefit from getting at like either discounts or getting things for free or, or like, you know, being able to have like real, like actually real world utility to that. But on top of that, it's also showing the, the viability of the brand and, and our ability to garner real business, re, real businesses that are, aren't in web three uh, and garner their, their business, get their attention and just like showing how strong the brand can really be uh, that that's going to be a really big focus. Um, the other focus is also going to be in launching out the rest of um, everything that we have for for the BAPS, um, for the, the worlds that we want to be able to introduce. Uh, and happy to let Ariel chat a little bit more about that because she, she has a lot of, uh, she, she's having a lot of creative input into like how the direction of these things are going to go. Um, but it's, you know, I, I think like right now, the, the biggest, uh, the, the biggest hurdle is always like, you know, going to be building out the tech, like we're, we're literally building out an entire uh, infrastructure from the ground up that's going to be custom made, uh, and, and ensuring that like everything just works the way that we need it to be able to work. Um, and then on top of that, it's, it's also open sourcing a lot of the tech that we uh, that, that we have that we built out, right? Like we built out the, for the P, even up to like the PFP generator that we built. Um, we, we've built that to be able to, to have, um, to be able to use GIFs and to be able to compress that in a way that is going to be able to fit onto uh, Pinata or onto a, a, a GCP cloud instance or AWS or Azure or whatever cloud you really want to run it on. Um, but being able to do that, right, it's, it's about like unlocking a lot of the infrastructure that people need to, to be able to create a really solid infrastructure or just like a really solid like brand as a whole. Uh, and enabling people that aren't as technical to just make sure that they have the tools to be able to succeed and, and just democratizing that a lot more. Um, those, so th those are going to be like our, our key focuses essentially. So I guess it's it's like more on like the, the business garnering, like growing out the, the brand name, uh, building out more of the tech, uh, open sourcing that tech, uh, and then delivering a really, a really, 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 really awesome experience for our, our holders uh, for the airdrop that we did uh, previously and, and expanding on that and, and on to the, the uh, main PFE collection. Thank you. And, and Ariel, do you want to expand on, on, on your kind of aspirations and, and, and focus for the, the next stages for Starcatchers? Yeah. I mean, for me, it's, you know, like everybody's wondering, just the story and building that out and just making sure that everybody's going to be a part of this massive story that is unfolding like pretty much almost every month we've just been releasing like smaller details just about where we are kind of in our storyline and how each star catcher is going to be able to incorporate their own into that which I you know I've always really loved to do is just to make sure that there is involvement on everybody's part and that the community is kind of per 
put like first and has that type of involvement with the project. Like I don't like treating this as like, a, oh, this is entirely my particular thing. It's my story. It's my involvement. It's the community. It's everybody else. Because at the end of the day, there's 10,000 something people who have their own personal star catcher. And I want to make sure that they feel like their story has a place within these universes that we're creating. So for me, it's just re- making more stepping stones for people to be able to utilize, you know, within their own stories that they're also making with this particular project. Amazing. Thank you. Um, I'm going to invite up Mustache Dave <laughs> to come up and say hello and ask a question, I assume. Um, if anyone else wants to ask, please, now is the time to request. Um, we'll take Mustache Dave up first and then uh, and then we will take a few others and then close things down. So, Mustache Dave, uh, how are you today, sir, and how can we help? Hello, Mustache Dave. Hey, what up? What up? Big fan. Happy Thursday, everybody. Uh, happy <laughs> Thursday. Happy Thursday to you. Do you have a question for the guy? Yeah, here? I do. Uh, big time fan. Ariel Maurice, uh, huge fan for sure. A couple questions or one question in particular from the Discord. Uh, people want to know, how was the satellite event that was hosted the other day? Any Any kind of details? Any crazy stories? Any photos, anything that can really make people who didn't go like a little jealous, you know, and uh, maybe put a little steam underneath them to make sure to tune in or attend that next satellite event. Yeah, definitely. It was great. I got to talk to a handful of people. It's very hard, as everybody knows, to tell who's who because we're all hiding behind a PFP. So (laughs) I think the first like 15 minutes is everybody trying to figure out like, are you Ariel? Are you so-and-so? Are you this, you that? Like, it was very, it was very, I think more people were familiar with my boyfriend because they just know his face because his face is his PFP. So they're like, oh, wait, if she's with him, then yeah, that makes sense. That's her. So (laughs) it was definitely fun to say the least. Uh, We gave away pins. We got to talk to definitely a ton of people and just be able to hang out with the community, which was great. There are pictures and videos that I can post here pretty soon. It's hard when you're in the moment and you want to take pictures of everything because I've been to Desert Spot 5 like a couple of times. So it's like in my head, I'm like, oh, I don't need to create content like for my Instagram. I'm here with like friends and community people. And then I forget like not everybody's here. They don't get to see that experience and be a part of that. So I'm definitely going to be able to post that, I think, later today. And I think there's like a hidden gem of a sneak peek of a little something something. I have to run it by Maurice. But if I can post it, then you guys might be able to see a little bit of hopefully upcoming alpha. So, yeah, we'll, we'll go with that. But there will be some posts soon. It was a great time. And definitely, if you guys are interested in going to satellite events in the future, um, I think we're going to be releasing a poll soon on which city we kind of want to migrate towards next. So I definitely recommend just staying active in Discord or uh, definitely following our main account on Twitter for just some updates on when the next one's going to be. And we think that could be relatively soon. So, yeah. Great. Great question, Mustache Dave. Thank you for that. And, uh, and yeah, I, I think these satellite events, these opportunities to bring people together, like just really, really important for the space also. Um, it's about nurturing community, right? And if you have the opportunity to do it face-to-face, then uh, then there's probably nothing better. So um, that's amazing. Um, we haven't had anyone else come up and ask a question, which is good because we're six minutes over time and I am a stickler for time. So uh, I want to take the moment to say, Bex, thank you very much for coming up as a speaker and rescuing me early on. No problem. Thank you for having me. No worries. I look forward to seeing you again soon. Uh, Mr. Yellow, what on earth has happened to you today? You've been quiet. Uh, yeah, I've been quiet because unfortunately the dog hasn't. I've oh, had okay. dogs squeaking <laughs> toys and barking at me for the last uh, 45 minutes. So That's I thought it better not to jump in. But okay. apologies for that. No, not at all. It's been great to have you up all the same. Um, Clemente, some great questions. Thank you for coming up, sir. Hey, yeah, sorry. I feel like I took Mr. Yellow's role and asked asked maybe too many questions. <laughs> but Not at um, all. It was it was great. I mean, look, I to be, thank you so much to the Star Catcher team. I've I've been a big fan. Always love what you guys are doing and just the transparency behind it. 
it's always, uh, you know, you see projects sometimes that put out the kind of uh, front per se of like, hey, you, we know exactly what you're doing. Um, and when we know exactly what we're doing when really we're all just trying to figure it out each and every day. So I always appreciate the transparency. And um, I, uh, yeah, I mean, big fan and, and please keep it up because you guys are doing some great work. Amazing. So, yeah. And then, and then finally, just to say to Ariel and to Maurice, thank you for coming up. Thank you for being so modest. Thank you for being so honest. Thank you for, uh, for giving us a real nice bit of insight into your project. Looks like you're doing amazing things and we're really looking forward to watching it. Thank you, Ben. I, I really appreciate it. Um, love the spaces and we'll tune in more, but thank you guys. And uh, thank you everybody to, to tuned in as well. Love you guys. Yes. Thank you again. Thanks, Ariel. Okay, guys. Well, look, uh, I will post this immediately afterwards as a uh, as it's been a recorded spaces, um, and then later on tonight or sometime tomorrow, I'll also create a podcast out of it. Um, next week, we have got a treat. We have got Crypto Citizens, um, which is a fantastic project, which a lot of people will be aware of, and then next Thursday. I've also got Pablo Stanley coming up uh, and talking about his upcoming project, Humankind, which for me is a huge coup. And I am really looking forward to having Pablo on. Always good value and an amazing artist, an amazing builder in the space. So, yeah, it leaves me just to say thank you all for joining today. Really, really appreciate your time as ever. Um, stay cool. Increase the peace. And see you all next time. Thanks, everyone. Bye.